Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are all picking the charters. Nina hangs well, her head. I'm the guilty death. party if the NFL Live curse is alive and well. Russell Wilson set to go, as is Justin Herbert. Pressure from Browning, and down goes Herbert. Refusing to go down. We're going to overtime. Nothing down the field for either offense. It's fourth down. Loose ball, and it belongs to the Chargers. The kick is good, and the Chargers win it in overtime. Ooh, dangerously close to all of us being wrong again, but the Chargers survive in overtime and another loss for Russ so and the Broncos. Jealous. More on that coming. I What'd think that's say? the first time you I'm guys so have jealous. ever said you were right. Yeah, well, usually these. we're wrong. I know. Uh, that's Marcus Spears. That's Dan Orlowski. That's Ryan Clark. Why are you jealous? Because Dan can wear a shirt and his stomach don't hang over his belt. <laughs> well, listen, if he keeps eating that plain chicken, it might hang over just one Deal. of these days. Deal. Um, Deal. All right, so, uh, Marcus, I owe you something. We had a bet. Florida and LSU. My Gators lost to your Tigers. The bet was that if LSU won, I would have to have a Tiger face on TV. By the way, if Florida won, you were going to have to have a Gator face, but I have to be a Tiger. Bear with me, everyone. Bear with me here for the next however long we're doing this. I can't even. Okay. It's the greatest day ever. It takes Laura to have a fashionable Tiger face. It is fashionable. Face, yeah. it, is it looks amazing. Y'all, is y'all like, this you is didn't kind of. Uh, I did buy this uh, because I am a woman of my word, Dan Orlowski. And let me just say this. I may, Let's do it right quick. I may be Sit acting professional right now. I am so angry. Like, the anger is boiling up inside me. So let's get to the highlight. Back to last night. We'll we see if I can see it through my tiger. Roar! All right. Russell Wilson and the Broncos visiting the Chargers on Monday. Late in the first quarter, the Broncos at this point leading 3-0. And they're driving. Wilson steps up in the pocket. He finds Greg Dolchich. He takes it to the house. The 39-yard touchdown. Right. There was a couple moments early in this game. Russell used his feet and it looked like vintage Russell. Yeah, you love to see it. Second quarter, same score. Chargers face third and two of the Broncos six. Herbert to Eckler. That's what Eckler said when he went and drove through the Denver defense for this goal line score. Chargers trailing 10 to 7 to the fourth quarter we go. The game is tied at 13. The Chargers with the ball. Herbert goes to Gerald Everett. It's tipped. The Broncos defense flies to the football. Is a great job tipping the ball up. Browning with the pick. Ball on the ground. Recovery. Their defense is as, as good as there is in the NFL. Yeah, the Broncos would get the field goal there. And then it's 16 to 13. Just over five minutes to go in the fourth. Chargers with third and eight. The Broncos 25. Herbert pressured. He targets Joshua Palmer. The pass is incomplete. Pass interference would be called on the Broncos. So let's go to overtime, guys. Chargers punting away to the Broncos and Montreal Washington muffing the punt. The ball is loose and the Chargers are able to recover it. Huge mistake for the Broncos, Dan. 
A huge mistake for you wearing that mask as well. Uh, really good job by the Broncos special teams unit. Dustin Hopkins lining up for the game-winning field Toughest goal. Tough He acted like he died. Well, he's, he's, he's got a bad leg. He, he had injured back. himself. Exactly. All right, so the Chargers hang on in this one. He's been hurt in his career. Yeah, well, kickers aren't as tough as y'all. Okay, so Wilson got off to a hot start, completing his first 10 passes as the Broncos jumped out to a 10-0 lead. Dan talked about it. It looked like a little bit of vintage rust. It was all downhill from there as Wilson completed only five of his 18 attempts in the remainder of the game for a total of 72 yards after the first quarter. He went one of seven on third down. Let's stay on this Broncos offense for a minute, Marcus. Why do they look so bad right now? RC, listen, man, this is what I was thinking about. Lord, this is freaking hilarious, okay? I'm just, everybody at home, bear with us through this block. Bro, I was thinking about this, and and, and my, my issue was, one, let me just get this out. Mike, Mike Williams should have been involved in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Patrick Sertain was over there. We all have a high level of respect yes, for the absolutely. type of corner he, he is, mm-hmm. and we know how good he is. But that's your best option for explosive plays, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And if, if, if Mike Williams has any of the cachet that I believe he has on that team, he wants that challenge, right? I thought they shied away from him a little bit too early. But more importantly, on Denver's side, you go in and you make adjustments. Like, you, you, had, you went 10 for 10. Did you think – that the Chargers defense was gonna come out and do the same thing. <laughs> right. Did you like like so I'm I'm looking at it and I'm asking myself, where is the diversification? Where where are you changing up offensively how you but, attack but, this team? I'm with you. I get all that. We're gonna get into Russell Wilson later, you and I. He's not playing well. That's I cannot right. pin yeah. this on Nathaniel Hackett. They have issues that are more than just the quarterback. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. There's moments when their offense has awful spacing in their past game. And that's not absolving Russell from not playing well. This is a very basic concept. It should be curl flat up top and stick down the bottom. Guys are on top of each other. I don't want to absolve the offensive line. They have not protected well. But now that they haven't protected well, Russell just panics in the pot. I mean, he is running away from a completely clean pocket and a guy over the middle of the field that's open there. For a guy that has played all pro type of football for a long time, to feel this panicky or unsettled in the pocket. Again, Russell Wilson is playing bad football. He, I don't believe he can see the defense at all right now. Mm. That is a whole nother topic we're going to get into later in the show. But they got issues on their offense, independent of Russell Wilson and independent of sitting here saying, the coach has got to go make an adjustment right now. I think they're trying, dude. Yeah, stay tuned for that, by the way. We'll dive into it. Also, Ooh. Broncos All-Pro safety Justin Simmons was asked about the issues in Denver. Guys, had an interesting response. Take a listen to this. Something's obviously not going right, and, uh, you know, we need to find a way to fix it. Everyone knows the definition of insanity, and, uh, you know, we can't keep doing the same things week in and week out and think uh, things are going to change. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, uh, we just got to figure it out. You know, it's interesting because he was activated before the game. Uh, RC, what do you make of his comments? Well, I think the, the first thing is we all understand what expectation does, right? It makes us anxious. It makes us excited. And, and, and that's an emotion that's a good emotion. And when we don't meet those expectations or sometimes exceed those expectations, it breeds disappointment. 
Right. That was a disappointed player. That wasn't an upset yeah, player. That yeah, wasn't yeah. an angry player. That was a player that expected a bill of goods that had been sold to him in the offseason, and he hasn't gotten those things. When you think of playing with Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater as a defensive player, as a safety, I'm thinking to myself, okay, we understand what type of football we're going to have to play because we may have to bail out the offense. Well, when you get Russell Wilson, that's not what you think. You think out. to yourself, you know what, with our defense and the way that we play football, now adding a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, we are going to get relieved sometimes. Right, right. There are going to be some games where they pick us up offensively. And I'm going to tell you this. If I'm Justin Simmons and I just played against the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert and he threw the football over 50 times and they only scored 19 points in the overtime Ooh. game, I ain't got to change what I'm doing. I'm yeah. actually not insane. So if he's talking about <laughs> that level of insanity, it's the offense, offense continuing yeah. to do the same things, yeah. and those things need to change. Yeah, I mean, it's that offense that's averaged 15.2 points per game this season. That's good for the fewest in the NFL. Let's switch to the Chargers, though, because they did get the win, Dan, but it wasn't pretty. Happened in overtime. Why? Yeah, well, I mean, you got to feel pretty good if you're the Chargers right now. I mean, Justin, let, let's look at this. For the first six weeks, they're 4-2. and two. They've done that without their star left tackle. They played last night without their center. Their quarterback's been playing basically with like half of his ribs, and they're missing their mm. premier edge rusher. To sit there at 4-2, and two, you feel pretty darn good about it. Now, do I think that they can become a bona fide Super Bowl contender trying to cover up from the left tackle? Because you see that in their offense right now. They're an offense that we all sit here and say they should push the ball downfield. They're doing it without Keenan Allen as well. Can you do that without the left tackle in the center? I, you know, like, the giant question mark still about the Chargers, and I think it's fair to say is the head coach decision-making, and I think we all love Brandon Staley, but some right. of the decision-making is like, what the heck, dude? And then the health. I don't know what Joey Bosa is going to be like. I don't know what Corey's Lindsay Lindsley's health is going to be like. They yeah, were, it's a good point, too, about Herbert's ribs. It, quick, yeah. Let me ask you a question, though. Like, like seriously, bro, because you know me and you can yeah. fight about offense. But if, like, you look around the league. Like, I know when R.C. and he was in Pittsburgh playing defense and I was in Dallas, I'm like, I like what they're doing. Yeah. Like, let's try to – why aren't these coaches with offensive line issues kind of unknown, not looking at in New York at Day Bowl? Yeah. And, and, and like, trying to steal so, – like, what do you think it is? I tell you, in New York, they have a quarterback that they're trying to protect, where in Denver they have a quarterback they're trying to unleash. That's the number one thing. Mm. Denver's been sacked 20 times this year. I think 13 or 14 of the sacks have come from the shotgun. And Russell Wilson, we're going to get into this a little bit more, he is way too stationary. Yeah. It, it, it is catch, throw, catch I, you know throw. exactly where I'm going to be. You better start moving the pocket. And that's not his game. RC, they, they – Lost in the win, I think, is the fact that J.C. Jackson was benched in this game. Yeah. What's going on there? Think about this Chargers secondary. I've, I've, I've taken a lot of heat whenever asked to do those stupid top five lists of cornerbacks in the last few years for not putting J.C. Jackson in my top five. And I felt like he was the guy who got the football, but he didn't seem shut down to me. I didn't see those elite talent cornerback traits that we've seen from guys like a Jalen Ramsey or a Darius Slay. And last night, I kind of talked to Jalen a little bit about the position he's being mm. put in and Brandon Staley's defense because if you remember it's the exact same way Jalen Ramsey was asked to play and he's like man it's a difficult position to play and this was his statement I'm just built differently. And I think we have to realize, much like Namdi Asamoah, who was a star in Oakland for the Raiders back in the day, he goes to Philadelphia, and when they pay you a certain amount of money, they ask you to go earn that money in a different way sometimes yeah. than how you got it. 
and they say, you know what, we think you can be on one side by yourself, play whatever technique you need to play, and you can handle it, and you can step up. J.C. Jackson hasn't been able to do that, and so now you're going to have to understand and maybe look back, the scheme in New England fits me. The other players that I played with fit me. Now Brandon Staley's going to have to maneuver that yeah. to allow this, th- hmm. this scheme to fit J.C. Jackson. It's fascinating. According to NFL Next Gen Stats, J.C. Jackson has allowed a passer rating of 146.9 as the nearest defender in coverage this season. Yeah, that's second worst among defensive backs. I thought he would benefit backs. from who was around him. Yeah, hasn't happened. Guys, let's get to Cowboys-Eagles, okay? The Eagles, of course, asserted their dominance, remaining undefeated, and Cooper Rush finally threw some interceptions, three, in fact, on Sunday against Philadelphia. Marcus Spears said yesterday, though, he's not even worried about the Cowboys because they're going <sighs> to get Dak back soon. Here is Jerry Jones with an update today. Let's just say this. Uh, uh, he's determined to, from my perspective, from what I can know and see, uh, I think he's going to get there. We uh, uh, feel like that uh, physically he's at a position that the risk-reward justifies him being out there in terms of any reoccurrence of the injury. To set that one off to the side, we not, don't have that to think about. So it's a question of him getting ready. And he's going to be given every opportunity this week to get ready to go play. Marcus, what will this offense look like when Stacks back out Yeah, there? I believe it'll be more explosive. They need to kind of stay in the same vein that they're yeah, in. I agree. The one thing I think, though, when I say explosive, with Dak, you have an opportunity to get up on teams. It's the worst mm-hmm. position to be against this defense. And I think that's what you'll see change more than anything. This defense has been more so carrying the load and making sure we're keeping the game close enough in order for this offense to get going. And we saw Cooper Rush in at the end of some games be able to come through at the end. That may give you a 14-point lead. Mm. with this pass rush. So that's what I think is going to change about this team. Then there's Tua Tungavailoa, who seems poised to return from the concussion that knocked him out of week four's loss to Cincinnati. Dan, if he returns, what are you watching for? Is he scared? Mm. And that's a real thing. That's not a knock yes, on Tua. Like, real. What's he look like in the pocket when people are coming around him? Because Tua's usually really good at like moving the pocket and hanging in there and delivering throw. You guys remember what it looked like the last time we saw this young man mm-hmm. on the field? Yeah, and that's man. that's that's outside of football scary type of stuff, you yeah. know? So just being real as a human being, I would just want to see like what is he like when a body comes near him? Is he able to hang in there and deliver the football? Or does he try to kind of bail a little bit and out of just out of That's the a reality, bro. Yeah, he's That's a reality. Football. Yeah. He has see what he looks like in those moments. He's come back from big injuries before. Yeah. But not like this. But not like know? this. Yeah. This is different, totally. Yeah. Mac Jones hasn't played since injuring his ankle late in the past week three loss to Baltimore, but his backup Bailey Zappi played well and released. Zappi. RC, if Mac's close, would you rush him back this week? Absolutely not. Like, why are we rushing him back? Like, and this is no knock on Mac Jones, but the New England Patriots don't play a brand of football where they're asking their quarterback to carry them. This is not Josh mm-hmm. Allen being out. This is not Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. This is not Aaron Rodgers. This is a team that's going to be built on the run game, defense, and having a quarterback who can play well and play action and be a good decision maker. And Bailey Zappi has been that the last two weeks for the New England Patriots. So you allow Zach, I mean, Mac Jones to be as healthy as possible. And then now when he comes back, you hit the ground running doing exactly what you want to do as an offense. Some more quarterback news to update you on. Taylor Heineke will start for the Commanders on Sunday. Commanders going to start winning now. Uh Uh-oh. He replaces Carson Wentz who underwent surgery on his right 
ring finger last night. Kenny Pickett remains in the concussion protocol, but his practice work will not be limited this week. Regarding his status for Sunday's game, Mike Tomlin said, quote, if he can play, he will play. We're just getting started on NFL Live, and DeAndre Hopkins is back from his six-game suspension in Arizona. Stick around to see what RC thinks about his return. And plus, Dan and RC are going to go to the test and show us what went wrong with Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense last night. You do not want to miss it. Marcus, can I take this off oh, now? Yeah. Okay, That's thank you. Congratulations. Thanks, it's guys. Phenomenal. I'm never making another bet with you ever again. Hey, so, hey, you harder than a lot of brothers, though. <laughs> a lot of folks wouldn't you have made it. that bet, Lord. <laughs> I couldn't see the going, entire bro. time. You were going with Boogie did it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sunday NFL Countdown has you covered for week 7, 10 a.m. Eastern. And the Monday night countdown crew gets you set for Bears Patriots, 6 Eastern, both on ESPN and the app. Let's read and react to some news from around the NFL here on NFL Live. We start with Arizona, where DeAndre Hopkins will return to the team following his six-game suspension for PEDs. This happens on Thursday, and D-Hop addressed the media just moments ago. Turn up, D-Hop. It feels different. Obviously, I haven't been able to really participate in everything, so being out there, running routes, catching balls, feels good. Man, he's a... it seems like every time you see him, you know, out on the field, it's like there's a reason why he's, you know, he's the best, you know, and um, I'm, I'm excited for him, uh, excited to be able to throw him the ball again, you know what I'm saying? Never took that for granted, but, um, man, I'm just happy for him. Uh, you know, team team is definitely, you know, appreciative of having him back, so. For those hats, you think it's cold in Arizona? <laughs> uh, since the start of last season, the Cardinals 3-8 and eight in Kyler Murray starts when DeAndre Hopkins is out of the lineup. But with Hopkins available, as he will be Thursday night, the Cardinals 8-2. and two. The offense has averaged over 29 points per game with D-Hop there. So, RC, do you think this offense immediately takes a leap forward with D-Hop back on the field? Listen, absolutely. Listen, this offense is derived from the air raid, and the air raid has always been more about people than necessarily creativity, what you can do schematically 
dramatically. And be honest, when's the last time we saw Kyler Murray actually smile in any sort of interview or press conference? He understands how good that he is, he, that D-Hop is. He understands that D-Hop makes quarterbacks that we don't necessarily consider talented look talented when he plays. And also now you have Robbie Anderson that you can get the deep threat. You lose Marquise Brown to injury maybe for the rest of the season, but now you have these two players and one of the best of all time in DeAndre Hopkins returning. This is great for Kyler Murray, also for the Arizona Cardinals offense. It's going to be interesting to see how they look game one back yeah. together, though, especially with Robbie Anderson coming into the fold. Man, but I hear you. the ball from you, Lord. D-Hop's, well, yeah, that'd be really hard because I throw like a wobbly duck fart in the air. All right, next up, Atlanta, where Marcus Mariota threw for two touchdowns and ran for another in the Falcons' upset of the 49ers. Talk but it wasn't him. just yesterday that was impressive. Look at this. For the season as a whole, the Falcons' offense Stop has been playing. one of the best Stop in the playing. NFL. Stop Let's playing. tell you about it. So, Marcus, what stood out to you about the Falcons' offense on Sunday, though? Yeah, this RPO is phenomenal. And look, it's two teams in the league right now, the Atlanta Falcons and the Philadelphia Eagles, that put you in a bind because their quarterbacks are super athletic and they understand how to run this offense as well as anybody. Mariota did a little bit of this at the University of Oregon. And then Arthur Smith coming over from the Tennessee Titans, very familiar with Marcus Mariota and his skill set as well. This team is a good physical football team yep. from the offensive standpoint. Yep. And that quarterback that they have in Marcus Mariota, I think he's finally found a spot to resurrect his career. I expect him to be the quarterback in Atlanta for a long time. And mm. this team, from a physical standpoint, you better bring your pads when you play against them. Interesting, because I think a lot of people thought maybe Mariota was more of like a stopgap. Uh -huh. And, you know, uh -huh. listen, either he's way. playing his way into it. We love it. Arthur Smith knew what he was doing. Yeah. Let's go That's to New England. Fun. The Patriots, stop it. The Patriots defense picked off Jacoby Brissett Twice, sacked him four times in their blowout win over the Browns. Over the last two weeks, the Pats defense leads the NFL in efficiency, completion percentage, and takeaways. Mm. Dan, you were even saying last week you, you might buy some stock in these Patriots. Two weeks ago. Okay, two weeks Get ago. Excuse me, trying to give you credit. That's against do it again. two good offenses. The what do you like the about Browns. the Pats D? Well, they have one superstar in Matthew Judon, but they have a young player that now is becoming a second superstar, and that is their safety, Kyle Duggar. He is doing an incredible job. First of all, very good in coverage, not only tracking in man, but the ability to go make a play on the football. For a quarterback, you feel pretty good throwing that ball there. He tracks it down. They do a great job of allowing him to be down at linebacker level in the run game and then using him as a blitzer, too. I said this. He reminds me a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Reminds me a little bit of an old-school Rodney Harris that Patriot fans know. I asked RC who he kind of remembers or resembles to him a little bit. He said Adrian Wilson from the Cardinals long ago. He's violent. He's physical. He's fast. He can cover. He can play the run. They play him all over the place. Lenore Ryan. I think they're the best team to beat the Chiefs and or Bills. Wow. The best team to beat the Chiefs or the Bills. We'll remember that you said that. And if you're wrong, we're going to remind you. Coming up, the Packers' struggles continue as they fall to the Jets. You. Our guys think it's less about Aaron Rodgers and more about the O-line. That's next on NFL Live. Keep it right here. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Monday Night Football returns with a matchup between the Bears and Patriots from Foxborough. 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the ESPN app. Peyton and Eli also back on ESPN2. Our coverage begins, as always, with Monday Night Countdown at 6. Woo! The Packers are struggling. Losing to the Jets 27-10. The Packers have lost consecutive regular season games within the same season for the first time since Coach Matt LaFleur's arrival in 2019. Aaron Rodgers says the Packers need to do more offensively. And here's what LaFleur said to that. So, uh, no, we talked about it. It's just... Anytime that there's a lack of execution, and certainly we got to coach better, no doubt about it. We've got to put our guys in better positions. It really doesn't matter what we do schematically. We, if we don't block better, it's hard to do anything. And I think that was the number one issue yesterday. We need to simplify our own game, both fundamentally and, and execution-wise. And um, again, it's not anything against the. Uh, the staff, because those guys put a lot of a lot of work into it. Uh, they care about it a lot, and they, they try and detail the plan to us as much as possible. But at some point, it's got to be the accountability has got to fall on the players to go out and execute. Okay, so that response from Rodgers was today on the Pat yeah. McAfee show. Marcus, is this a scheme issue in Green Bay? Uh, it could be, but this game was about your offensive line. Mm. And being destroyed, like this, this is this is not this is people at home. This is football 101. This is not an analysis. This is not about some X's and O's or some quick fix. If you can't block them, you can't win the game. That's really what the NFL boils down to. And the New York Jets defensive line had their way. They had their way in line stunts. Quentin Williams got got to the quarterback. Sheldon Rankins got to the quarterback. Uh, Joseph Myers got to the quarterback. This was not about. The receivers for Green Bay, it wasn't about Matt LaFleur's play calling. If you are allowing Thank people you, to knock your quarterback silly every time he mm-hmm. dropped back, if you're getting tackles for losses, and when your two guards are the main culprits of giving up pressure, and y'all know I talk about center of the pocket pressure now is more important than outside edge pressure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers had nowhere to go. Let, let me let me let me tell you kind of what can help your offensive line because their offensive line is not the same unit as it's been the years right, past. Right, absolutely. Put your daggum quarterback under the center, okay? That like, helps. What's happened in the past two weeks is because 
Teams are playing them in a little bit more man coverage, and I think it's a little bit the talent. It's also the RPOs, how to stop it. Look at this. I mean, we're talking almost like a six wow. to one ratio of Aaron being in the gun and under center. We had that huge conversation two weeks yeah. ago. I believe in it because they are an offensive line right now that isn't having the opportunity to consistently lean on people yeah. and try to wear people out. Go watch this team run play action. And I love Matt. This used to be one of the best play action passing offense. Dude, watch the defense for the Jets. Um, who's the middle linebacker? Mosley. Mosley. He doesn't even respect, respect the play action, action fakes. Nope, There's plays all. where they're going to ball fake. Mosley's turning a run in to go defend the concept. Yeah. So that's a big part is like you, when you're so gun dependent, you're not giving the defense, one, things that look the yeah. same, and two, you're really not putting them in hesitation. Yeah, but, but, but Dan, it's not even about putting people where, where, where they're hesitating or they're trying to figure out what you're doing. It's that Matt LaFleur has been extremely successful as the head coach and offensive coordinator or play caller of this team for three years. They've won 13 games in every regular season. And so sometimes you start to call plays because it's just natural to you. This is what we've been doing because we've had Devontae and we've had Aaron Rodgers. And so you lose the creativity. The creativity that you sometimes, I don't like to call NFL players bad. The creativity that you sometimes have to have when you're not more talented than the other team. I agree. Which this team yeah. is not anymore. Yeah. Right. And you think about like these coaches as they get along, they're saying, you know what, this is what I do. We're going to plug these people into these spots because this is who we are. But if Matt LaFleur wants to look at someone who uses creativity, someone who's kind of working his way through not having players that he feels are more talented than the other team, call your little brother. Mm. Call your brother and say, hey, man, good, yeah. you remember when you was in the bunk bed underneath me? <laughs> yeah. What was those plays what you was, was calling place? on Tecmo Bowl? Yeah. Because those plays seemed to work whether you was playing with the Raiders who yeah. had Bo Jackson or you was playing with the Cleveland Browns. Right. So I think the little brother is still in like the, the – the beginning points of the offense that they come from. The, the Kyle Shanahan. Just a reminder Mike, really quickly. Mike little brother Mike Jets, LaFleur is with the Jets. Thank you for that. Don't know. No. Go ahead. He's still in like the, the beginning parts of that offense where he's still dependent on the foundational principles, which is quarterback is under center a lot. I got five things that look like the same off of this formation or this action. So he's still there where Matt's a little bit more evolved, but Matt needs to get back to that. I think Sean McVay needs to get back to that a little mm -hmm. bit candidly. Where, or like That's the, the, the principle of where they built. I don't think there's panic mode in Green Bay. Their offensive line needs to play better. Yeah, they yeah. got to get Aaron Jones to football more. Yeah. They hit three or four more shots that just missed. It's a different story. But it's also ignorant to just ignore... Defensive coaches watch take two. Yeah. There's predictability in your offense. Uh, you wonder if they maybe underestimated the Jets a little bit too, which is Are you just enamored with 12 and you think he can Could bail be. you out of everything? All right, this new one, NFL Live, this news just coming in. Never mind, we're doing something else first. So let's do this. Uh, so as we talk about the Packers, they're currently 3-3. Three three. So let's get to some quick reads here. Give me a Team RC 500 or worse that you think can make some noise in the back half of the I think season. he's the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, when you look at this team, you believe in who Lou Anarumo is as a defensive coordinator and what this defense could do and also when you watch Jamar Chase as teams have, have, have shifted in the way that they play him, him creating plays like this on a hitch that go for 50. Also understand that T. Higgins is going to get healthier and Joe Burrow seeming to understand how he has to navigate the pocket now with this new offensive line. The sky's the limit for this team on the back half. We thought that this division was going to be the greatest division in football and I, that, because of how it has went, that's what makes me think the Las Vegas Raiders is not away in this division. We, we, we watched the Chargers and the Broncos play last night. Nothing to write home about. 
positive things that they could take away from the Kansas City Chiefs. One, we went toe-to-toe. We hit explosive plays. We got the run game going with Josh Jacobs. Obviously, defensively, you got some issues. I don't think the Raiders are dead yet. I got respect for you picking out. I'm on the Patriots train. I've been that way since they were 1-3 and three because a lot of different aspects, but the receivers on the perimeter are starting to make some plays. Devontae Parker has become a guy that can throw those opportunity throws up to. Jacoby Myers does not look like he's been covered in like four weeks. The wiggle that he has. Really he's good be- route runner. Right? Oh he's become God. a very difficult matchup, a very good route runner that ties a lot of his routes together. The Patriots defense is playing great run game. The perimeter guys are starting to play good football. Here's the news I was excited about. Another 500 team. New on NFL Live. Adam Schefter reporting the Ravens signing veteran wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Jackson back for his 15th NFL season. He turns 36 in December. Dan, you think about it. They don't have Hollywood Brown. Deshaun Jackson, a speedy guy you'd hope, who takes the top off potentially. What does this add? And that certainly adds speed. How healthy is he going to be? How reliable can he be during that time frame? Um, Mark Andrews is the focal point of their pass game. Bateman's got to get healthy, all that stuff. Yeah, that's made some plays for sure, but the Bateman it injury. adds speed, but I don't want to put all my eggs in this basket. Yeah, yeah I, I think for me, it changes the dynamic of this team because of Lamar Jackson. And it gives you a little bit more room to operate, right? Like, we all know Deshaun may not come in and light the world on fire, but we know when he's streaking down the middle of the field, you got to respect that as a defense. And I think Lamar has gotten in a little bit of trouble of not having that threat available to him. So if you just say, hey, Deshaun, take off and let me work everything underneath this. For Lamar Jackson and his eyes and the way he's struggling late in games, I think it could be an advantage if they can create something. This puts Greg Roman on call. It has nothing to do for me with the quarterback. The biggest thing is about awareness and acceptance. They're aware of who they are and what they don't have on the outside. They've accepted it, and now they're trying to do something to correct it, and that's what Deshaun Jackson is about. I'm not sure that he's enough, but it's at least a step in the right direction. Yeah, obviously they're looking around saying, we need to do something. They know that they've got to add more to this offense. Up next on NFL Live, the Broncos. Broncos' offensive struggles continue. Dan and RC head to the touchscreen to tell you exactly what they're seeing that Russell Wilson isn't. Don't miss this. It's next. Be nice. Come on, man. They hear what? They hear who? They feeling us? Tell them get in This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Time for Dan and RC. I'm in my zone. This is actually my favorite day that we've ever done this. Kevin Byard may have picked off Dan's two favorite quarterbacks in the last two weeks. Thought we were close, so DBs like you can't put hands on me at the line of scrimmage. I don't know what the hell they're playing. <laughs> he's actually where he's not, not supposed to be. Condensed splits, big posts, tutties. This what they wanted, this what they get. I'm in my zone. Hey guys, it is Touchscreen Tuesday again, and you know it's our favorite segment of the day, and we're about to get it going. Oh, but listen, I'm going to have to unbutton my jacket. We've been stuffy ever since Laura put that tiger face on. And listen here, we're going to tell you about Mr. Unlimited being very limited. So, Dano, let's ride. All right, I want to start with the pressure that kind of took the internet by storm last night. And I'm watching, I'm going, Does the, do the Denver Broncos have any plan for blitz because this happened so quickly? I'm going to round it back. God, I don't I don't care so if beautiful. they haven't seen this scout look before. Okay? The first thing is this, though, Talk Dan, to me. Right, if I'm looking here, if I'm Derwin James, yes. I want Russell Wilson to think that we're coming off the edge. So he's going to stack here yeah. on Kyle Van Noy. And I'm going to say, well, that's that's cool. But the yeah. stack tells me everything. Everybody at home, let me bring you the quarterback one-on-one. Kyle Van Noy is a defensive end or outside linebacker. He's standing up. This guy on the opposite side has his hand on the ground. Initially, my thought is, well, his hand on the ground because he's a rusher, and he is standing up because he has at least the intent or ability to right. become a but, dropper. Yeah, he definitely has the intent or the ability to become a dropper, but I'm going to tell Kyle Van Noy, I want you to step toward this tackle. And the one thing Derwin James needs to do right. is not show, at least until the interior of the line, right. that he's going to be an inside blitzer in the A-gap. That's great. Now, I want to bring it all the way back to the beginning because I always say this. Math is always there. Football is always about being math. All right, they have five guys across the line of scrimmage. The charge, one, two, three, four, five. I will put Van Noy in that mix. Now, I got five guys in protection as well. One, two, three, four, five. Great. That means that the front essentially is taken care of. This is football one-on-one. Have a plan for pressure. What it means is this. Any of these three guys, one, two, or three, if one of those guys come, my back can block them. If but, two Dan, of Dan, those Dan, three, but look, Bart, I want you to show... Put, put your uh, the, the glow on Russell Wilson's hand. He's just pointing to Tranquil. He has, he's not even counting. Exactly. James he should. He should. If one of those guys come, we're fine. If two of the three guys come, which they can, then i got to have some kind of answer to get the ball to my hands. And he doesn't. That's why Tranquil becomes unblocked. There's absolutely yep. no plan right now. There's Jerry Judy on the out route that could be thrown. No plan. That happened all night. But that clip was important. Now here, this is the play that I want to tell everybody. Talk about, first of all, before you get to this play, okay. this is the simplest coverage in football. It's this the is simplest a basic concept. This in is football. a basic cover three. He's going to get stick, uh, stick slant. And right now, I am showing you, if I'm the Los Angeles Chargers, that this is the hook dropper. He's going to be a curl flat dropper. This is who you're playing off of. All right, so I drew the concept for us up front. This is stick to the right. Yep. We run this versus two high defense when middle field open. This is slant flat to the left. We run this versus one high safety where one guy's in the yep. middle of the field. This is very basic, but RC, everything starts with this middle linebacker mm -hmm. for the quarterback. That guy's there for a reason. If he's there, that means that somebody is dropping down because they all have rules of yep. where they have to get. Now, the, the other problem is this. This is Russell Wilson. If I'm Derwin James, I want to disguise, right? Okay. I'm playing against a future Hall of Famer. Right. There's no way that he misses this. He lines up right where he's going to be exactly. going into the curl flat. And he drives down to this flat route. Right. But here's my thing with everybody at home. Russell Wilson catches this snap, and he immediately stares this way. 
when you look where you're going to throw the bad guys, you're bringing them to the party. That's what we always say. This linebacker moves right now to that where Russell eyes are going there. Because what happens here is this. This flat defender takes that flat as he should. There is a giant slant window. Here's also the other problem, right? With this wide split. Now, Derwin James is able to stay into this window long enough that Russell Wilson's eyes brings the backer there, and now he has to escape out of the pocket. This play should be an absolute walk-in touchdown for Denver. As long as he held that safety, which quarterbacks do, or that linebacker, they do all the time. That on third and two might be a walk-in slant, but instead it's a scramble around bad play. Here's, here's my point for the last one. That's why I don't think Russell Wilson is seeing the field well. Because it's one of two things. You don't know what to look at. He's played for 10 years at a high level. Or you can't see what you're supposed to look at. And I think the Broncos need to take a hard dive into sitting there going, mm -hmm. we got to move the quarterback more than just allowing him to be a stationary target. Well, I think the big thing is this. If you're Nathaniel Hackett, you have to figure out a way to get your future Hall of Fame quarterback to play like a Hall of Famer. Because right now he is not. He is very limited. And if he continues to be limited, you'll be at home in the playoffs. I agree. We'll see if he gets on the move a little bit more soon. And it's time we give a little bit more love to the Packers and the Jets, but really mainly the Jets. They've got everyone's attention. Here YRC says those big Jeff picks are putting the Jets on the map. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Developing story here on NFL Live. The NFL owners meeting took place in New York today. Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder not in attendance. But our Dan Graziano was there. Dan, did Snyder's ownership become a topic amongst the other owners that you've heard? It sure did, Laura. About five minutes ago, Indianapolis Colts team owner Jim Ursay was speaking to a large group of reporters here at the Conrad Hotel in New York. And the topic of Dan Snyder came up and Ursay said, I think there is merit to removing him as owner uh, of the team. He used the team's old name, unfortunately. But uh, definitely the point was made. He made it over and over again. He talked about the investigation, the stuff that's come out into the workplace culture there in Washington. He said it's a tough issue, but it's one that he feels like the league's owners need to look squarely in the eye and deal with it. 
Uh, they are not voting on anything tonight with regard to this, but it's certainly something that is going to come up in conversation as they continue to meet here. Uh, and Ursay said he thinks it's possible that they might have the 24 votes needed to remove him, uh, even though that wouldn't take place at these meetings, possibly some meetings down the road. Yeah, the quote also that you're reporting, I believe that is the road we need to go down from Ursay mm. as it relates yeah. to removing Dan Snyder. Thanks so much to Dan Graziano for the latest there from the NFL owners meeting. Meetings. We wondered if Snyder's ownership would come up, and turns out it absolutely did. We'll keep our eye on this story. As we turn it back to football, we get to the New York Jets, a big topic of conversation around the NFL right now. The New York Jets defensive is absolutely dominating. My man, Quentin Williams. Look at Quentin Williams make this dude turn his back. Them boys is bringing leather. Yeah, very aggressive defense, and that's what we expected. Yeah. And you got DJ Reed on one side, came from Seattle. Sauce Gardner locking up on the other bro. side. They are going to be the reason why they continue to win games. The Jets' defense has been flying around during New York's three-game winning streak. And over the last three weeks, Robert Sala's group has five interceptions compared to just one passing touchdown allowed. They rank second in defensive efficiency during that span, trailing only the Patriots. RC, what is it about this defense that's allowed them to take such a big leap forward this season? First off, they got people. Yeah. And, and, and Ken Griffey Jr., when I got to sit with him on the pivot, told me, the name on the back of the jersey is the one you have to believe in. The name on the front is the one you have to respect. Mm -hmm. We don't respect the name on the front of the jersey because we haven't seen the New York Jets play high-level like defense that. or high-level football. But the names on the back of the jerseys are the ones we should learn, like yeah. Gardner, like Williams, like Mosley. All of these guys, Whitehead, they can run, they can hit, they play physically, and they play confident. On the back end with DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, you have corners that are playing excellent ball. Jordan Whitehead running to the football, creating splash plays, and also Quan Alexander, Williams, Mosley in the middle, and Quinnen Williams is a flat-out dog up front yeah. that was picked in the top five. Yeah. We sit here like they don't have a roster full of talented players and the New York Jets need to be respected because of the people on that team but more so because of the way they're playing together Joe, right Joe, now. Joe Douglas right now is the lead for executive of the year. Their I, was general about, manager. I, was, I was just about to allude to something that we're going. I remember when Robert Salah said I'm keeping receipts. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this is exactly what he was talking about. He's seen this before. In San Francisco. Yeah. Mm. He's seen oh, high-level draft yeah. picks on the defensive yep. line. You're right. He's had lockdown corners on that defense, and his two linebackers were absolute dogs mm. in the middle of his defense when it comes to running and hitting yeah. people. This was very familiar to him, and I think more than anything, because you remember at that time, Zach Wilson wasn't back. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, what the hell would make Robert Salah say that? Like, step on that leg. Yeah, like when we looking at the Jets, <laughs> right. and to your point, R.C., the names on the back. He's been here before, and now this team is starting to show yeah. what he's done schematically in San Francisco was yeah. no fluke. Yeah. Defensively, he built it in that image, and it's starting to pay dividends. I got a question for you after Dan. Go. Real quick, we had them in the preseason this yeah. year. I remember them telling the story. Last year, they scrimmaged against the Eagles, and they got whooped, and they mm -hmm. knew it. This year, they did it against the Falcons. The Falcons. The Falcons. And they, in the practices, they were like, we got shot. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they um, knew it was a litmus test yes. that really showed them. They were realistic about it, too. This way y'all covered them. Yeah, yeah okay. they knew Correct. preseason they were legit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, number one, offensive, from, from my perspective, their defensive line movement makes it really hard to know where they're going to be after the snap, both in the run and the pass game. They're just lining up in their traditional four-man front. Those, those stunts, right, those, those pirate slants, Marcus, it changes everything when it comes to an offensive lineman. So in the run game, they're good with it. And in the pass 
pass game, we see this overload front all the time. They got guys that can rush the passer, and there comes this two-man stunt where you go inside as the rush edge, and here comes the wraparound. No, the rank. You know what I was thinking watching this tape was the defensive line's so good it doesn't need the secondary. The secondary is so good, yeah. it doesn't need a defensive line, but they got each other. Mm -hmm. And I had a question I want to ask you guys. When was the last time we saw a team that was just four-man front? Like, that's their identity when the defensive tackle was their best player. I think it was Sap and Tampa. Yeah. Tampa Bay? Like, like I, San Francisco was Bosa. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the New York Giants were, were, were Justin Tuck. They were Michael Tuck and Michael Sager. Seattle was Michael Bennett. Yeah. It, like, last I mean, team. Aaron, maybe? Yeah. I think Tampa Bay but Tampa is the last is, just true four-man front with, with Bug, a defensive tackle. With Boog, Sap. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that was. I, I think the big thing about this team is, though, they're starting to believe. And when you have a lot of young players on the team, those conversations are different because of the naivety, right? Like, Sauce yes. Garner walking out of Green Bay with a cheese head on, right. no like clue. somebody with some sense doesn't yeah. do that. Right. Yeah. That's Aaron Rodgers. That's that, 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 that's that's the frozen tundra. Could he care was like, less. the hell with that. Yep. Today, right. I way. bust y'all head. Yep. Yeah, um, and then someone knocked the cheese head off of him as Lizard. he was going to the line. Yeah, 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 Lizard Lizard did. It's fine. He All right, time for one more thing before we go. Hey, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he's talking about getting some more help today on the Pat McAfee Show. So we've had uh, conversations. I trust that they'll be in the mix on certain guys that they like. Uh, as always, it comes down to uh, need, uh, price, you know, cost of those certain players. But uh, I know Brian's going to do his best uh, for our football team. But if he feels like adding uh, a guy or two to the mix, uh, then I'm sure he's going to try and make that happen. Okay, so the Packers in the market potentially for a wide receiver, as it were. Uh, then this tweet today from mm. Field Yates, everybody's in the market. The Chiefs have restructured the contract of all pro tight end Travis Kelsey, converting base salary into a signing bonus to clear $3.455 million in Who cap space per a source. It seems like a pretty Georgia. standard Who <laughs> financial move. Marcus says, okay, this is for OBJ. I'm telling you, y'all. Packers like want him too. It's no coincidence that this happened after the Bills game. It's no coincidence. So 14 to me, 13 I'm there. just trying to put I'm, yeah. exactly. I'm just trying to put the pieces together. Now you can make an argument that they need a, a more prolific pass rusher to add to that defensive line. You talking but about if, the Chiefs or the the, the Chiefs? Okay. But if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, right, and you see we we lost 24 to 20 and our quarterback threw two picks. You know what I think is the interesting with the OBJ stuff? Uh, two weeks ago I said the Rams have no chance of winning the Super Bowl without him. I think OBJ now has to look at the Rams and ask, are they legit? Are they legit? With all the yeah. injuries they're dealing the with. The Chiefs are a better option. Maybe now the Chiefs Kansas City is where Odell Beckham Jr. should go. The Chiefs what and or the Packers. You think he'd go to the Packers, though? For yes, I do. I do. For, for another Super Bowl, but for an opportunity to chance. show what he did in the playoffs for the Los Angeles Rams. It's better chance in KC. Uh, good chance. We're going to be talking about this tomorrow. I'm telling you. <laughs> on NFL Live. Trade deadline, too. Two weeks from today. We'll see you tomorrow. I'll holler at you later. <laughs>